0: On October 27, 1989, 11-year-old Amy Maholovic left school and walked to the Bay Square Shopping Center. Two of her friends witnessed her leave with an adult male. About an hour later, Amy called her mother, telling her that she had been at choir auditions. Amy, however, never returned home. Welcome to Fact and Suspicion. I'm your host, Dan, here with my co-host, Ben. Hello. And if you are watching us on YouTube, for the first time, we are appearing on video. We are officially a video podcast.
1: I promised. It took a while, admittedly. But we're here. Now, if things aren't perfect, please bear with us. This is a work in progress. We're not exactly sure what we're doing just yet uh but we're we're learning as we go so
0: again bear with us and if you have you know any you know tips for us if you've experienced any of these things let us know any constructive criticism yeah don't be too harsh you know apart from like get better looking podcasters
1: because not a lot we can do there
0: no no we'll probably hear
1: that though that's probably true maybe we will definitely hear that (laughs) Internet comments can be cruel, man. That's true. Luckily, we got thick skin.
0: Hope so. Anyway, um, let's get on into today's episode. We're discussing Amy Maholovic by popular demand. Yeah, this is easily the single most requested case we've
1: had. I would say probably 70% of our uh, emails are asking us to cover this case.
0: Yeah, a, a and it's lot. It's one
1: that it. I know almost nothing about.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with it myself. I'd, I'd heard of Amy Holovick. I knew some basics of it, but th- this is actually this was a huge case. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with James Renner. Uh, this was actually his first true crime case. He was the Maura Murray journalist, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, I remember
1: him. him. I read his book where, when he talks about being becoming obsessed with the case. Yeah, it's a good book. I forget the title,
0: but Right. Well, he, he actually wrote a book about Amy Maholovic as well. Oh, this I didn't was, know that. Uh, this was the case that got him into true crime. And uh, this was actually also uh, an early episode of America's Most Wanted. Is
1: so, that the John Wall show?
0: That That is, yes. Okay. And um, as I said, it was an early episode of that. This was one of the first big you know national media attention missing persons cases. Um but yeah, it's, uh, and it's, it ended up being really interesting stuff that I, I can't believe that I wasn't familiar with it. All right. All right. Sounds interesting. Let's get Let's, into it. let's get started. So Amy Maholovic was 11 years old. She was a fifth grader. She was from Bay Village, Ohio. Now that is a suburb of Cleveland in Cuyahoga County. And it was, you know, by all accounts, a very safe place to live. Uh, They didn't lock their doors at night a lot of times. So no one expected something like this to happen. Um, Amy also, she loved to ride horses. She and her mom both uh, went riding a lot at a a local farm. And it's just, you know, a normal kid, a happy kid. It's kind of an expensive hobby, isn't it? Well, this was, I'm not going to say affluent, but it was a middle class, -class, upper middle class sort of Sort of area. And they didn't own the horses, right? No, they didn't. No, they just they just went and, and rode the, the horses that belonged to the the farm. But yeah, like she she had a a comfortable life. She was a happy kid, a pretty normal kid. But let's get started with the story here. On October twenty seventh, nineteen eighty nine, she went to school like normal. She and her brother rode their bikes to school, and usually after school every day, she would ride her bike home. However, she didn't. On this particular day, she left her bike at school, and she walked to the Bay Square Shopping Center with some of her friends.
1: I assume her mom was unaware of this? No. Her parents, rather.
0: She was not. Um, And this was, it wasn't a shopping mall. It was sort of like a a little strip mall. You know, like, they're pretty common in a lot of small communities. I mean, we've got them in our small town. You have a, a grocery store and some other things right in one little strip mall, right? I I don't don't think they had a grocery store here, but they had those kind of shops and stuff. Um, I know there was a Baskin-Robbins because uh, a couple of her friends saw her standing outside of that Baskin-Robbins. Was that the last place they saw her? Yes. Um, They saw her standing outside of the Baskin-Robbins, and they saw a man in his early to mid-30s approach her, and then they walked away together. And they didn't
1: recognize the guy, I think? They it? did not recognize the man, no.
0: Now, I should go ahead and explain now why Amy left with this guy. Because, as the police found out a bit later, Amy had actually been contacted by this person on the telephone at home. Really? Yes. He That's had. Creepy. He told her that he worked with her mother, and that her mother was getting a promotion at work, and he told her that he was going to take her out to buy a present for her mom. Was that true? Uh, well, Did he know the mother well enough to
1: know she had gotten a promotion? Or actually, did he make that up?
0: she had not gotten a promotion. Now, something, um, an interesting uh, bit of information, though, is uh, Amy's mom, Margaret, had recently gone from part-time to full-time at work, so Amy may have taken that as being a promotion. It was plausible. Yeah, then. plausible for her to hear that. But um, it's it doesn't seem like he actually knew anything about her mom. Now, um, apparently he told Amy, though, that the reason he was taking her shopping instead of her brother is that she would be more likely to, to be able to keep a secret. Oh. Now, uh, he told her that, they had about $45 to spend to buy the gift, and if they had anything left over, that Amy could get something for herself. And, yeah. What kind of piece of garbage uses a kid's love for their mother like that? A real sicko. But honestly, also, it seems like someone who may have done something like this before. Really? Is there right. evidence of that? No evidence, but just, you know, he seemed to have a good story. He knew what to say. That's true. Right? It did seem well rehearsed. Yeah. Uh, well, there is a little a little bit of stuff we'll get into in a, a bit about, you know, some other phone calls, maybe. But let's let's go on and, and move on with what happened after Amy went missing. OK, uh, so. Amy walked to the shopping center. She got out of school about two o'clock. OK, now um, two of her friends saw her speaking with this man uh, between two thirty and two forty five. Did they get a description? Yes, uh, we actually have a composite drawing. There were two people that witnessed it, uh, two girls, and actually uh, there are two composite drawings, one from each girl. Okay. Uh, they're pretty similar, but they they went ahead and did one for each girl instead of trying to mash them up together. And you maybe, said they were similar. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty similar. Um, do we uh, are those publicly available? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we should we could pop some up on screen, right? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. That's no problem. Right. Uh, now, as long as you tell me where to get them. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll link them to you. Okay, in a bit. Um. Now, as I said, that was about two thirty, two forty-five. Okay. Now, uh, three ten, Amy's brother Jason gets home, and Amy's not there. He expected her to be home, so he went ahead and called their mom at work, and he told her Amy wasn't home, and you know Margaret panicked. Yeah, understandable. Um, she was getting ready to to leave work early to come check on Amy, Uh, but at three thirty she actually got a call from Amy. 3.30.
1: Had she already been abducted by this point? What
0: yeah, she. it was about 2.30 to 2.45 when she was seen with the man and left with him. So whether she knew it or not at this point, she was with her captor. Yes, exactly. Now, uh, Margaret took, took it that Amy was at home now when she made this call. Amy told her that uh, she had gone to choir auditions after school, uh-huh. and that's why she wasn't there. So... Is there any
1: uh, indication that she was under duress
0: while making this call? A a little bit, actually, um, because after, you know, after the phone call, Margaret at first was uh, relieved that Amy was home. But then after she got off the phone, she realized that something wasn't right. She thought Amy didn't really quite sound like herself. So something about the call seemed off to the mom. Definitely. Well, you know, Amy, she said Amy would usually kind of talk her ear off, you know, talk about a lot of stuff. And she seemed like she was in a hurry to get off the phone this time. So that was that was weird. And after a little while of thinking about it, Margaret went ahead and left work early to go home and check on it. Okay. Uh, now, she did go back home and realized that Amy was not there. She got home between 4 and 4.30. And when Amy wasn't there, she immediately went to school. Is that where the uh,
1: choir practice was supposed to be?
0: Yeah, the the choir audition. She was expecting her to be at school for choir auditions, or that's what Amy told her, so she went to school to check on it. Right Now, when she gets there, Amy's bike is still in the bike rack outside of the school, Mm. and she tries to go in to see if there's choir auditions going on, but she can't get into the school. It's locked up. She's panicking by this point. No choir auditions. She is panicking, and she went straight to the police department. Now, um, she got to the police station. Uh, She told them what was going on. Normally, um, they would not put out a big APB at this point. They would expect that the child maybe was a runaway, that they'd come back home pretty soon. Right. But because Margaret really felt like something was wrong and she convinced the police officers that she felt like something was wrong, they went ahead and immediately put out an APB looking for Amy.
1: That's good. I mean, it's it's great to have a case on occasion where both the family of the victim and the police act appropriately immediately
0: yeah uh, yeah that's
1: unfortunately pretty rare yeah i guess the cops are are more likely to take a missing child seriously but with adults we often see days go by before anything serious is done
0: and and we've seen it with children as well yeah unfortunately um but this one was was not one of those cases they they started looking for amy immediately um her her dad, I mean, he got home from work after all this, right, and had no idea any of this was going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that just sort of floors him when he gets home, but he immediately leaves, starts driving up and down the roads looking for Amy. He's got friends out looking for her as well. I
1: can, I, I think that's exactly what I would do, too.
0: Yeah, and by, by that night on the nightly news, they had Amy's picture on the news telling everyone she was missing looking for her.
1: So there was an organized search by this point?
0: Yes, they're looking for Amy at this point. Okay. Now, um, it was, it was probably not, well, I say probably it wasn't until the next day when they start interviewing Amy's friends that they find out about this phone call. She had told her friends at school about that. Um, you know, I, I say, fortunately, she told her friends at school about that. It, it didn't help Amy. In right, the long yeah. run, But we do have information because of that. Uh, also, her brother, Jason had overheard a little bit of, of one of these conversations. Now, it's we're not sure if this man called Amy more than once. We know there was obviously at least one phone call. Uh, he may have possibly called more than once. Uh, we, we're not sure because it's it's secondhand information. Right, everything friends.
1: we know about yeah. it is from her two friends. Yeah, did well, she ever tell her brother about it? I'm not, I'm not it? saying
0: two friends. Actually, like it was, we don't know exactly who she told us oh, okay, about okay, it. Um But these these two friends that were just the witnesses of who saw her speak to this. man.
1: And guy. she never told her brother about it either.
0: Uh no, she didn't tell him about it, but he did overhear a little bit of a conversation on the phone once. So he he, he probably
1: didn't put that together until he did. after the fact. No, no, yeah.
0: no. Now speaking of the phone calls, um, police discovered that there were some other phone calls to other girls that were very similar to this.
1: So they they think it was the same guy. Were the yes. stories similar? Like what he t- what he said to them.
0: Yeah, there were, there were similar type stories, stories to try to lure them out of the house, go shopping, stuff like that. And there were several reports of them. It's hard to know exactly how many there were. Right. Because you get different reports from media outlets, from, you know, not necessarily from the police. But the police themselves had said that there are two or three other calls that they do believe are connected. Um, it seemed like they were saying there were more calls that were, you know, possibly made that were similar. Right. But they do believe that two or three of them are definitely connected to Amy, probably made by the same person. Um, I don't suppose
1: they could trace the calls at that point.
0: No, it seems like they were probably made from a local phone number. And at the time they just didn't really keep records of local calls. Right, right. Right. So they don't know who made the calls. Um, now, they, they did try to find out anything that these girls had in common. If they, you know, went to the same school, if they hung out the same places, you know, maybe went to the same church, something like that. Right. Uh, and they did find one connection, and it was the Lake Erie Nature and Science Center. Um, and leading, in the weeks leading up to Amy's abduction, all of them had been to that uh, science center. All all the girls who received calls. Yes, of and those, were they all girls? Uh, you know, as far as I know, uh, that was never actually clarified. But it, it seems like fair they were assumption. All girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, like one of them actually uh, has done some interviews about it. We know that was a, a, a lady, well, a girl at the time. She's a lady now, okay. obviously. But um, also now, by reports, everyone that visited that nature center had to sign a logbook that did, uh, as I've read, include putting down their phone numbers. That's odd. Was that standard at the time? Yeah, I really don't know. Maybe they maybe they had them do that so they could keep track of people, try to get them to come back for other things. Maybe something like that. Yeah, because these days, you know, there's email. Right, It's so
1: much easier to contact people. I guess that was yeah. not really the only way back then.
0: Maybe. Uh, now, police never actually found that logbook. So maybe it's possible that it never existed, or it's possible that That's maybe someone took it to right. get rid of some evidence. Uh, also very interesting in connection with the logbook is that some of these people that received the calls uh, had unlisted phone numbers. Really? Yeah. So. so it's not like they could just get that out of the phone right. book.
1: Um, do we know if there were any other missing persons cases in the area that could have possibly have been linked?
0: There, there have actually been several other um, cases that that people have tried to link to this one, mm-hmm. but there's no real connection. There's nothing that we can really tie to it. Um, but in this particular case, um, that was pretty much all of the evidence and information uh, up until February. Okay. So in February, or well, actually on February 8th of 1990, a woman was jogging in Nova, Ohio. That's in Ashland County. And she came across a body about 20 feet off the road in a field. Um, I knew she, this wasn't
1: going to end well, but I'm making it easier.
0: She reported that to police. And later that day, uh, by dental records, they confirmed it was Amy. So the obvious question now that they found the body,
1: were there signs of a sexual assault? Well, I, mean, I just, I can't imagine another motive. Yeah. That, let's, let's duck, do just a
0: little bit of a content warning here. I'm going to talk about the coroner's report and you know, the state of the body. So a little bit of content warning. Um, this is a child. If you need to fast forward a little bit, you should, you should do that now. Fair um, enough. So according to the, 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 uh, coroner's report, um, multiple stab wounds to the neck and a blunt impact to the head were both listed as causes of death
1: well I was just about to ask which one they thought was right. the cause of death so yeah
0: um they, they list both of them maybe they're not sure which one caused right. it maybe it was a combination um but we also have a post-mortem wound in the abdominal wall It's odd uh, that is and I have no idea maybe he he was just making sure she was dead at that point I don't know. Um, now, uh, according to the report, she did not have any trauma to her genitalia. However, mm. uh, her body was in you know a, a uh, state of, advanced of somewhat state. advanced co- decomposition. Yeah. So it, it's hard to say if that would have been very evident. Right. There was, however, some blood found in her underwear, oh. which would seem to suggest sexual right. assault. And as police have stated, they don't they can't see any other reason for the abduction right. other than than to sexually.
1: Well I mean if not sexual if not sexually motivated, what other motivation could there possibly be for abducting eleven year old girls?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're completely right. As sad as that is. I mean, yeah, to I hate to about, it, but yeah, I can say it. It's just Um One other thing of note is that her underwear were actually on inside out. Um With the implication that maybe he had undressed her and then redressed her? Yes. He it's possible now I guess it's possible that Amy had accidentally put her underwear on inside out, but more likely that he was redressing her afterward and and accidentally did that. <sighs> now let's let's talk about um, the scene. One other thing about the body I should mention uh, it w- was fully clothed except for her shoes. Her shoes were missing. They um, weren't even nearby. No, they did not find them at all now, um it's possible that he kept those as a sort of a souvenir, but it's also possible that if he was redressing her, he was having trouble getting them on because there were boots, mm-hmm. so that may have been difficult to get on you know a, a a corpse right right so are are the police fairly confident
1: that this was a dumping ground and not actually the site of the murder? Do they yeah. know?
0: They, they, they don't know that for sure, but they're yeah. they're pretty confident this was just a place to dispose of the body. Right. Um. Now, um. Now that we're done with just talking about like the more graphic details, I do want to talk about ex- where the body was found. Um. As I said, it was in Ashland County, uh, and now according to the Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's website, the the spot the body was found was 46.9 miles from the shopping center where she was abducted. And it's a little over an hour drive. Okay. Um, she did have some items missing uh, when they found her that were never recovered. Uh, those shoes were never recovered. Uh, now, I've, I've read two different reports. One report said they were riding boots, you know, mm-hmm. like she had she to ride horses. Another said they were just ankle boots. I'm, I'm not positive which one they were. But they were likely somewhat distinctive, you know, not super common. Either way. Yeah. Uh, Now, she was missing a backpack and jacket, which are pretty common items um, that, you know, anyone could have. Uh, Her earrings were extremely unique, though, probably one of a kind. She was wearing some earrings that were uh, jade-carved horse heads. And those earrings were not recovered. Now, that seems like uh, yeah. possibly kept as a souvenir. If he
1: took the time to actually take them out of her
0: ear, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, that sounds like a trophy. And um, I, I hate, again, I hate to say it, but. No, but that, that's actually a good thing because if those are ever recovered, it's, right. it's a very strong piece of evidence. Yeah, of course. Because they're so unique. Another very unique item she had that was never recovered was a folder it was actually a folder her dad gave her her dad worked for buick and this folder was embroidered with the buick logo and uh it was just really unique because only people that worked for buick would have something like that right her dad had given it to her just to use for school and she had it in her backpack that was never recovered either so possibly the boots the earrings for sure in that folder you know if anyone ever found those somewhere you know, if someone opened a drawer somewhere and saw them, that's a very good piece of evidence that, you know, we have.
1: Right. He, I don't know, maybe he burned some of the stuff, but he seems to have kept a lot of stuff. Well, like, I don't understand, why not dump, particularly the the backpack and the boots, why not dump them with the body?
0: It, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I don't know. Maybe this is a, a person who wanted to keep a lot, of, uh, a lot of trophies. Maybe it's, instead, it's someone that, uh had not killed anyone before and was in a panic trying to get rid of the body left some things I, we, we don't know for sure we really don't know given the ease at which he told that tale uh, fabricated that
1: lie to to get her alone that sounds like somebody like had probably done this before
0: well at least someone who had assaulted okay some yeah, girls fair enough. not necessarily killed the girls before Th- we that's don't know. true yeah I'm... we don't know um now, some some other things. Uh, one thing that's, that's worth mentioning, I don't know how accurate this is or how, how much of a piece of evidence this is. The night before Amy's body was found, a woman reported that she was driving down that particular road, and she saw a vehicle stopped on the side of the road very close to where the body was found. She said that a man was standing uh, at the back, and it was a, a hatchback car. He had the hatch open. He was standing at the hatch now, I don't know how how good that piece of evidence is. I'm not saying that the woman is wrong. Right, it's but there are a million that. innocuous explanations right. for that. Exactly. And the fact that I have heard uh, some investigators state that There was some plant growth around the body that made them think that it had been there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So it it wouldn't make sense that he had just dumped her there the the night before. Um, Now, it's possible that it did happen, but it's also possible that someone had a flat tire and was changing their tire. In fact, far more likely. And also uh, along a rural road like that when it's dark, um, it, it would probably be hard to know exactly which spot you were in yeah. to know exactly where that body was, if he was right there at the body or if maybe he was, you know, a mile down the road.
1: Yeah, that, that, right. that's yeah,
0: true. So um, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about the lady that reported it. I'm sure she was telling the truth and she was trying to help, but we don't know if that was the person or not. We right. There's just, evidence that right. just
1: yeah. not, not much you can make of that without more information.
0: Yeah. Now there there is some more evidence I would like to talk about that really did not come to light until much more recently. Um, new evidence in the case. Yeah, pretty new evidence. Yeah. Uh, now, um, when they found Amy's body, they just collected everything on the side of the road in the field, everything they could find. They just were making sure up, they didn't
1: miss anything. Right. They picked
0: up trash, cigarette butts. You know, uh, mm-hmm.
1: so, better to get things that you that aren't involved. Yeah. Miss something yeah. Just is.
0: picking up everything they could find that that could be, um, you know, tied to it. Now. They found, this was about 300 yards away from Amy's body, they found uh, a blanket, which was a pretty common blanket that you could just buy in the store, okay. but also a curtain, which was very unique. It was a handmade curtain, which was actually uh, made from some sort of handmade quilt or blanket. And it had been turned into a curtain. They had like cut a part off and made straps to hang it as a curtain.
1: Okay. Is the implication there that they, they think that this was what was used to wrap her body in? Well, they didn't know at the time,
0: right? They just took all this stuff and, and they tried to test it. But in 1989, they really don't have the I mean, technology to, to find. DNA would have right been now. in its infancy. But in more recent years, they were able to go through it and keep testing all this stuff. And there's so many things to test. They can't just, you know, test all of right. it immediately. But uh, in 2016, they announced that they had found on the blanket and on the curtain hairs that belonged to Amy's dog. Oh. Now, no,
1: yeah. how certain are they that they were her dog? I mean, I know that uh, hair and fiber
0: analysis is, can be pretty sketchy. They said they were completely certain that okay. it was okay. her dog. Now, again, not positive how accurate that testing is, uh, we'll, but we'll you know, take them at their word. The word implication it. would be that you know, obviously uh, Amy had the the dog hair on her on her clothing was transferred to the blanket, right? Maybe, maybe while they were transporting uh, her body wrapped in the blanket, or maybe they. Put the blanket over her body to hide it in the field.
1: But they, they use the word match and not consistent with
0: that match. Yeah, it okay. is match. Okay. Now um that really becomes sort of a non factor because in uh just you know, just actually a few months ago in October of 2021, they announced that with some new DNA testing methods, they were able to determine that Amy's hair was on the blanket as well. Really? so it's not just a dog hair we have amy's actual hair on the blanket so, that's, so that's we real know progress we know that the blanket and the curtain were are connected that right. her, her body was in contact with them at some point
1: and being 300
0: yards away like that it's just luck that they picked it up really yeah, yeah like uh, and, and it would it it's would be diligence actually yeah and, and i'd say that's consistent with the body having been there for quite a while Let's say her body was covered in it and, you know, over a few months, like the wind, wind. blows it, maybe a, a dog grabs it and carries it. You, you don't know what could have happened, but yeah. it makes sense that it could have made its way quite a ways away from the body. Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah, But but they found it. They did find it. And that's that's about all of the the evidence we've got. I really want to move into talking about some of the suspects for the case now. Okay, sounds interesting. And we have, you know, there are several suspects. Any that are really strong suspects? I think some of them are strong. That I can't say that there is an abundance of evidence towards any of them, but these are people that, the all people that the police have looked at at okay. any rate. Now, the first suspect I'd like to talk about is someone who was only very briefly investigated, but he confessed to Amy's murder. Really? Yeah. Uh, In 2002, uh, this man named Richard Holbert was at Mass at St. Angela Mercy Catholic Church. This is going to be a different kind of confession, isn't it? Yeah, well, he just announced out loud that he had murdered Amy Maholovic. I was thinking, confess to police. He just, yeah. No, he just, well, I, I think he did confess to police as well after this. But, but he made sure and told Jesus first. Well, he told Jesus and the whole church okay. that he, he killed Amy Maholovic. And very soon after that, though, police looked into it and found out that he was institutionalized uh, when the abduction
1: occurred. Well, that's a that's a fair alibi, That's Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just I just wanted to mention it because if you have a confession, you should, should mention it, I guess. Yeah. Right? Uh, but he, he was investigated. The next suspect I'm going to talk about is a much stronger suspect and uh, possibly was the, the first real suspect in the case. Okay. Uh, very early at any rate. And his name is Harold Bound. All right. Now, if you recall, um, I mentioned that Amy and her mother like to go horseback riding. At a place called Holly Hill Farms, right uh, now, and that place is actually pretty close to the Mahalovic home. Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Now, this wasn't the place that you signed in at,
0: right? No, no, that was the Nature no, Center. Okay. That was that was something like I think kids maybe went on field trips there and okay. stuff like that. This was just where they went horseback. Okay, I just uh, I wanted to double check. Yeah, sure. no connection to the other girls with with Holly Hill Farms. Okay, okay, but. Uh, Harold Bound lived and worked at Holly Hill Farms. Really? Yes. Um, And his parents actually owned the farm. Now, Harold was a Vietnam veteran. And a lot of the kids that uh, went riding at this farm, they reported that they found him to be pretty creepy. And, And I'm not going to say it's without cause either. Um there are reports that people would see him wearing camouflage uh you know carrying a bow, just kind of wandering around the farm and i to hope he was a hunter i apparently he was an avid hunter um let's I'm, hope so let's hope so right uh and and you know that's a reasonable thing to think he's creepy for uh, right? yeah now um Harold did not have a verifiable alibi uh he did willingly. Uh, Interview with police, he let them, you know, search his home. Uh, He took multiple lie detector tests, uh, but he was never actually, you know, held by police for this. Um, Now, some really interesting things are some things his brother has said in interviews. Uh Um, His brother has said that Harold uh, came home late the night that Amy was abducted.
1: How does he know that it was the night of the abduction if this was quite a ways afterwards?
0: Well, you have to know that police were looking for Amy and investigating very soon after her disappearance, mm-hmm. and the farm was one of the first places they went.
1: Okay, so he had All a pretty right. vivid memory of yeah. this.
0: So at the time, you know, he would he would have remembered a few days ago he didn't come home until right. late. Right now, also um, uh, Harold's parents were out of town when that happened they they weren't in town at the farm so that that may have given him a little more opportunity um mm-hmm. there uh also and th- this is coming from from Harold's brother um he he said in an interview that police said that a blue pickup was you know Amy was taken away in a blue pickup truck and the farm did have a blue pickup truck really i, I don't know how accurate that is though because you have to understand that you know, like police may have said that to him, but police don't always tell you the truth. Right. A lot of times they, they say true. something, so they make you think you, they've got some evidence. They try to trick you into Just to say what your something. reaction is. Right. Yeah. Now, um, also, another thing about Harold is that uh, sometime after he he was started to be investigated he checked himself into a va mental hospital because he he said he was having bouts of uncontrollable violence he said violence and not rage he said violence
1: did he do we know if he committed any violence uh,
0: no we we don't know if he committed any violence and we don't know if he was actually having these issues he may have just done that to try to avoid being investigated
1: and he volunteered that information to police
0: yeah, well, I, I think that's the information he gave uh, to the VA hospital. Okay, okay. One of the absolute strangest things that's really most compelling about Harold Bound as a suspect, though, is he gave some conflicting reports to police. Um, initially, he told them that he he didn't know Amy Mihaljevic. he He wouldn't be able to recognize her. You know, even if she did come riding at the stables, he wouldn't know her from any of the other kids that came there. Right. right. However, later on, he told them a story that he had actually uh, met Amy Mahalovic at one point in time and knew who she was. Really? Uh, yeah, he said that one day she and her mother pulled up in her mother's car, and they appeared to be having a fight in the car. And Amy got out, and her mother threw her riding boots out the window at her and then drove off. And Amy just sort of sat down there in the gravel uh, with the boots. And he said that he walked up to her and asked if she needed some help or anything. And that she just wouldn't talk to him. So he walked away. Has the mother ever corroborated this story? No. And honestly, I, I mean, maybe she could corroborate the fact that they had, a fight. they had a fight. But if she pulled off, she wouldn't have known that Harold walked up to speak to right. her or what happened afterward. But it sounds like she probably would. I mean, might might have had a memory of the fight if that had taken place. Possibly, uh, I don't know if it was ever corroborated. It's not something that well, it's not something the media has at any right. Rate. Okay, okay. Now, um, the thing with Harold Bound is, and, and by by reports, is something else. His brother said is that likely one of the reasons he was never prosecuted, while he seems to be a strong suspect, is just the fact that there's just not any real evidence to tie him to it. Right. So nothing hard, right? So, I think he's a strong suspect, but again, there's nothing. I mean, other than that one connection of the place where he worked. Right. There,
1: there's nothing to really tie him conflicting to. conflicting
0: story he told. Yeah. So, there's, there's nothing.
1: So, we have a guy who worked at a place that she frequented to ride horses. Yeah. And who may or may not have had a br- had a brief conversation with her at one point.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, there's the circumstantial stuff that his brother said he didn't come home that night, stuff like that, but right. that's real there's not a lot to that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to our next suspect. Okay. And this some people think he's a strong suspect. Some people think there, there's no way. This is a man named Billy Strunak. 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 Interesting name. Yeah, it, it is. Um he was also a very early suspect. He is someone who volunteered uh, in the search for Amy. Okay. He um, he seemed to be injecting himself into the investigation. Oh. Now, he looked a, a good bit like a composite drawing.
1: Both of them or just or one of them in particular?
0: Um, You could say both of them, really. One, mostly one of them in particular. Okay. Uh, maybe you can take a look at them Adam, at the two. Now... Some strange behavior he had. Uh, he he introduced himself to Amy's mom, and he got to the point where you know when she would come in, he would go like hug her, and it was just kind of awkward, right? Wait, that, he would hug the mother? Yeah, yeah, right. Because this is someone that's volunteering in the and this is someone
1: who up until this point had never met her.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's strange.
0: Now um, he even actually. Offered to clean the Mahalovic home. Oh, that's just weird. It's weird, and you know, it does seem like I don't know, like like maybe he's looking for another trophy. Right? Yeah. Um. But but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But it's it's weird. It is bizarre. Yeah. He he even like he sent her his excuse me he sent Amy's mother a uh, a condolence card as well in the mail. Just a lot of stuff that that's just really. It does set off red flags. But yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that goes beyond just a little weird. Yeah, it really does. Um, but uh, the, you know, he, he was interviewed by, by police, by FBI. Um, the FBI has said they, they do not believe he's the killer, though. Uh, he committed suicide um, just a few weeks after Amy's body was found. He drank uh, a mixture of dry gas and Coca-Cola. What's dry gas? Dry gas is a fuel additive that, Oh, we don't really have it down here because we don't have that many freezing temperatures. Oh, okay. But it's something that you add to gasoline in your tank in case there's some water in it to keep that water from freezing. okay. Okay. Yeah, not something we would need a lot of down here. No, no, but it does sound like a terrible thing to put into your body.
1: I, that probably wouldn't have killed him instantly, would it have?
0: No, and um, I, I found one place that said that he lived for three days after drinking that, and then died.
1: Now, do they believe that his suicide had anything to do with the investigation? I mean, whether he was uh, whether he's the culprit or not, do they think that the pressure from the investigation may have hastened his
0: uh, his death wish? Um, yeah that that definitely would have been a factor now, now, there are some people that believe that he committed suicide to try to you know hide the fact that he had killed Amy Maholovic, right? Mm-hmm. however, um police found no evidence after his death when they searched his home no evidence whatsoever uh that he was involved in Amy's death. Now, there were some other factors that he listed in a suicide note. Um, that the note did not mention Amy at all, but there were some other factors that did add into, you know, his suicide. Uh, this man had been having some relationship issues and some money trouble mm-hmm. at the time. He had a long history of depression, and he was having some medical issues. He had psoriasis that was just out of control and very painful.
1: Okay, so, so there were definitely circumstances in this man's life that you could see him committing suicide with or without these. Yes,
0: yes, uh, for sure. And as I said, investigators found no evidence when they searched his home that he was Amy's killer, was tied to her in any way other than inserting himself into the investigation. Which, again, is bizarre. It's bizarre, and the... the <laughs> I can see that if this is someone who was depressed, maybe he was just looking for somewhere where he felt like he could be useful and belong. I, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying he wasn't the killer, but there's a possibility this was just a very sad situation. Right. Uh. But it's it's worth mentioning him at any rate. Yeah. I would like to... I mean, his behavior after the after the disappearance is enough to... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's consider him a
1: suspect, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, but there was also no reports of him ever, you know, having molesting children, having, uh, you know, even attempted to have, you know, any sort of strange relationship with an underage person. Nothing like that. Okay. So, so we don't have any any real evidence for him either. All right. Now, the next person that I'm going to mention is probably the most popular suspect for web sleuths um this is someone that james renner uh really likes or he did at one point um and this is a man named dean runkel okay now runkel also looks a whole lot like one of the composite drawings or at least he did at the time okay um and we've got some pictures of him we can show But uh, Runkle was a former science teacher who lived in Ashland County. Uh, That's the county where the body was found. He actually grew up very close by to the location where the body was found. Really? Yeah. His parents lived pretty close to that. Okay. Now, Runkle, um, I do want to mention a little bit about some of the different jobs he had done. He, um, He was a teacher. A science teacher. Okay, he also played piano at Disney World for a while, and like to be around children. Yeah, and he worked at a pet store for a while. Oh, so these are are all jobs where he would be be around children. Yeah, so that's that's a bit of a red flag. A little bit. A little bit. Now, we have
1: had I mean, any indication that he actually that he ever. I don't know uh inappropriately touched a student or
0: so yes i found um multiple news articles that say that at least one of his students has accused him of inappropriate contact okay um i i don't know but it's hard to say how true that is like that you, you have to understand if it's just one student um and i'm not i'm not I'm not obviously I'm not um trying to say I don't believe the victim, but we don't know with it just being one student how common this behavior was for him. Right, of course. Right. So, you know, you know, something may have happened there. We also have um several students that say he was connected to the nature center. Um What do they mean by connected? Well, we have a lot of reports that he volunteered there. We have no proof that he volunteered there. I, I don't okay. I, I can't say police don't have proof of it, but it's not something publicly not available. Not something publicly available that there is any proof that he did work at the nature center or volunteer there. Okay. We have had several people say that he volunteered there or that he took students there. Um also when he was working at the pet shop, um, there are reports that when they had too many mice, he had donated mice to the nature center. Okay. Um so he does seem to be connected to that nature center that is connected to all these girls. Seems to
1: be a bit of a tenuous connection,
0: but it, it is tenuous, but when you combine that with you know, the possible um sexual, sexual misconduct. misconduct or it, we we don't know exactly um exactly what happened. And the tendency some to... sort of sexual misconduct, the tendency to want to be around children, the yeah. fact that he looks a lot like one of these people. Um, it's you know, it is that's reasonable. It, it's it's reasonable. Um, there is one other thing about Runkel, though, that I will mention, and I don't. I don't know how much stock to put into this, but it's it's here. Um a man named Rick Burns. Uh, He owned an auto body shop next to the shopping plaza. Okay. Now, on the day of Amy's abduction, there was a man parked at his um, body shop in the parking space closest to the the shopping center. And he said he was sort of staring across the shopping center, right? Now, he remembers this is the day of Amy's disappearance because that particular day was the day that he had brought in a truck that he had restored to work to sort of show it off to people Mm -hmm. um, and found that someone, this person in particular, was parked in his personal spot and it sort of pissed him off. Okay, So it it was the car in question that was parked in that spot Ah. that was looking over there. Um now he said that later on that a uh, car pulled around to the pumps. Now I, that's the article says pulled around to the pumps. I'm assuming that means there were some gas pumps at the body shop. Okay. Um and that when he pulled around to the pumps there was a young girl in the car that 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 Rick Burns uh thinks was Amy Maholovic. Okay. Now
1: how how certain is he and did he He come forward with this information
0: at the time. Let me let me get to that because there's that's where it gets interesting. Okay. Um, according to Mister Burns, he did report this to police. Um, at the time, okay, and they took his statement. Um, but according to this article, they never brought any pictures for him to look at. And then many many years later, I want to say it was two thousand nine. Um a uh, a local publication had him look at some pictures and he identified the man in the picture as Dean Runkle. But this was 20 years later. Right. Yeah. Mm. Now, See, it's hard to say what to make of that. Yeah, it, it is. And again, you know, if you thought you saw Amy Mahalovic, should he have made a bigger deal to police about it that they, when they didn't come back? Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, now, According to police, they they say that the statement they took from him in 1989 uh, seemed to point to the fact that he didn't seem like he saw anything that suspicious that day, and maybe it's just sort of in hindsight he has thought that these things are a little more suspicious, right? Right. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to to call Mr. Burns into into question or say that well, he's, he's. It's he's, a fair question though. I'm not I, trying to say I mean, he's lying or anything, but you have to understand that you know 20 years later. Things may seem more suspicious to you at the time. You know, your memories may be a little different, and that's why the police just said they decided to go with the report he gave at the time because they think it's probably, you know, it's probably fresher. The closer
1: in time to the event, the more
0: reliable the recollection. And you know, eyewitness testimony is it's not great to start with, right? You know, because people, you know they they remember things differently. Yeah, even even immediately, almost so. It's hard to say. Even the fact that he he said this this was the man when they when he they showed him a picture of Runkle. It's hard to hard to say what to make of that. But that is another piece of evidence against Runkle.
1: Okay, yeah. it's it's worth mentioning. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Hard to say what to make of it, but
0: so again, I, I'm not sure how strong of a suspect Runkle is, but he he's a popular one. Uh, James Renner really liked him. Now, um, let's move on to another suspect, and this is a suspect that um, now uh, there is a there's a documentary series on ID about this called the Lake Erie Murders. Okay, and they had two sort of true. Wait, crime. Uh, it's about Amy Mahalovic. Yeah, but yeah, well the the first half of the first seasons about Amy Mahalovic. Okay, there 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 are different cases, but you have got like four episodes about Amy Mahalovic, about four hours. Of it, oh, right, uh, I'll and, check that out. Um, I just want to mention there there are like two um sort of true crime experts that they bring in and one of them is James Renner and the other is um is Nick from True Crime Garage. Oh okay. Yeah. So and this next guy is someone that Nick really you seems to like. You mean
1: they didn't bring, the <laughs> didn't bring the captain in. Didn't bring the captain
0: in. Uh but they, they did have Nick and um th- this next guy is someone that Nick really seems to like. Like if you watch the if you watch the the documentary, or if you you know were to listen to the true crime garage episode on this, he he really seems to like this guy's a suspect. Okay. Um, now his name is Kenneth Stanton. Um, he actually was put into a state hospital in Michigan for molesting children in the sixties. Oh, yeah, and he escaped the hospital, and they put him back in, and then he was released later on. Uh, apparently, back in the 70s or whatever they thought they could rehabilitate child molesters in a hospital so you know i'm all for criminal justice reform
1: but some some people cannot be rehabilitated no in fact in my mind like if you molest a kid there's really only one novel therapy for that and that's well, uh, th- we, we probably can't. shouldn't discuss what that is on YouTube. No, we're
0: going to put it on you. We could put it in just the podcast. We're not going to put that on YouTube. But, right. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it takes care of the problem. I agree. That is.
1: You might say
2: permanently.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, as a parent, I feel like that is the absolute best treatment for a, right. a child molester. Right. Like when I say that I want criminal
1: justice reform, I'm talking about nonviolent offenders. Uh,
0: I completely agree. Not Kitty Deadwish. No. These guys should be treated quite violently. Now, um, let's move on, though, because like I said, they they thought he was reformed. However, in 1989... You mean it turns out he wasn't reformed? Well, no. In 1989, he is molesting young girls in their homes in Mississippi. Hmm. And there is some evidence he was also doing this in Alabama and Georgia uh, before that. Now... Uh, In 1989, however, the summer of 89, he gets caught. Um, He uh, is fleeing the site of one of his abductions, and someone sees him and takes down his license plate. So he has to go on the run from police, and he flees Mississippi to flee arrest. Now, um, in December of 1989, his car was found in Ohio. Um, now I can't tell you exactly where in Ohio it was found, uh, but I do know he was featured on Unsolved Mysteries. Really? Yeah, they 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 were looking for him on Unsolved Mysteries, and is that what got him caught? The call to actions yeah. they did in those? Okay. Yep. They the Unsolved Mysteries got him. Well, I, I say that now. They 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 located him living in uh, Moraine, Ohio, uh, with the Unsolved Mysteries. They had a call about that. Mm-hmm. However, um, he he. Fled again after he found out he was on Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, but while he was on the run, he tried to molest another girl and got caught. Mm.
1: Did did they do the update like they do on Unsolved Mysteries, where they tell you he got caught?
0: You know, I'm not sure. I, I didn't. I didn't look for the update, but I, I do know he was featured. Yeah, okay. about the. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, I've probably seen it at some point. Cause I yeah, I've I've seen I've seen every episode. Well. Of, uh, of the old stack, of the old stack. I've seen. I think I've probably seen all of the Dennis for ones. Wasn't there well. twenty five seasons, something like that? Twenty two. Are there that many? I don't know. I just. I'm I want to say so. Uh, honestly, I mean, I, 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 I could be. I could be wrong, but I, that's what I remember vaguely. Like I, I just put. I just go to Peacock and turn them on. Sometimes just let them play. And like it's a classic. It, it really is. Yeah, it's the
1: best true crime show. You know, obviously, apart from this one, in history.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, I think some people would say America's Most Wanted, but I, I like Unsolved. They're Mythos. wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, you you don't get get like aliens and ghosts to go along with it in America's Most Wanted. That is fair, that's fair. That's a, that's a little that's, more grounded. That, that well, for some people, that's a good thing. Some people, it's a bad thing. Right?
1: I, when I was a kid, like I had to grow into my love of Unsolved Mysteries because I was, when I was a kid, my mom used to watch it, and that damn music used to scare the shit out of me. Like I, I think I get PTSD
0: just hearing it today. Wow, I man, it's like five. I I get it. I guess I, I honestly I, I find the music comforting. It's bad parenting. Let's well, let's get back to the case. We're getting off subject talking about unsolved mysteries. It's such well, you, a good
1: show though. Yeah. Well, you
0: you guys can see now why we got into true crime. We started early. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, um, he was caught. And, and the fact that while he was on the run, he tried to molest another girl, that just shows he was very addicted to this. And he, How many children were molested because some
1: asshat thought they could rehabilitate a pedophile?
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, like, these guys get out of jail nowadays and just register on the sex offender, offender registry now. So, I mean... Um, I don't think people classify them as rehabilitated now. They put them on a list and say, you know, you can't be around kids. But there's, we're still letting them out of jail. That's true. Um, I, I, It's a slippery slope to get into discussion about that, about whether you should keep him in jail forever, what you do. But it's neither here nor there. Um, this guy kept on molesting kids. He never stopped. So obviously, while he was in Ohio, he was probably doing the same thing. Now, the interesting part comes in where we talk about his methods while he was in Mississippi. Uh, this man was molesting these young girls in their homes. And the way he was doing this is he would pose as a police officer or some sort some sort of public official to gain entry to the house. You know, tell the girls, you know, I'm here uh, to look into this, that. You know, I'm a police officer. I'm a, you know... Pretty elaborate the, for a pedo. Expect the gas lines, something like that, uh, come in. And once he's inside, you know, he he has an advantage over them. He can, you know, do whatever he wants. So that's the connection right there. Yeah. Well, you know, th- th- it's similar method. Mm-hmm. But also you have to realize that this guy had to have been sort of following these girls around to know when they're home alone. Yeah. Which is probably something that... So and abductor did as well because he knew not to call when her parents were there. And he knew that he knew to talk about her mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, both cases, we have these pedophiles that are doing their homework, they're researching, following these girls around, um, and they're giving them a story to sort of lure them into their confidence, right? Right. Um, now... Uh, the the mo is not exactly the same, obviously. But it's similar. It's, it's similar, and we we don't have any evidence that Kenneth Stanton murdered any of his victims, right? right. So now, now, that's not to say that he, he didn't. didn't. Right. Uh, obviously not. Um, I mean, after you molest a kid, what can you really put past you? <laughs> I mean, no, nothing. Is there any bridge? It's too no, far at that point. No, nothing, nothing at that point. Now, um. I, I would like to say that that maybe we'll get some information from him about that one day, that to know if he did it or not. But um, you know, he, he died in prison in 2011, which shame. It's it's bad that we can't get any more information about this, but uh, I'm glad he's gone from this earth. Yeah. Um. Can't I with that. I don't know his cause of death in prison. I would like to think it was painful and violent, but don't know. Yeah, cause of death may be listed
1: as inmates discovered he was a pedophile.
0: That's comforting. To, that's comforting to me to think that they found out and, yeah, yeah, took care of him. Um, but at least he's gone. We don't have to worry about him anymore. He's not going to get back out of prison and do it again. But he's an interesting suspect. Yeah, again, again no, yeah. no real evidence. We know he was in Ohio uh, around the time of her abduction. Oh, okay, well, that's new. Right. Um, Now, the thing is, though... Ohio's a pretty big place, though. It's a big right. place. He was living in Moraine, Ohio. That's about three hours away from her abduction. Doesn't mean that he wasn't traveling around Ohio yeah. to do different things. Um, obviously, I mean, her body was dumped an hour away from from where she was abducted. Mm-hmm. So this person did travel quite a bit, at least to to get rid of the body. So, you know. I mean, but somebody who who does that
1: kind of homework, though, would you really drive three hours to have to stalk someone to the length that he would have needed to, like to know the things that he
0: knew? Uh, no, though we don't know that how long he was living in Moraine, Ohio. Oh, that's fair. I mean, he, that's he fair. could have been been living around Cleveland for a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we we don't know that. Um, I'm going to say he's an interesting suspect, but again, we don't have any tangible evidence for the, this. These links are tenuous at best. Some of them
1: uh, Is there are there any of the suspects or is there any like
0: tangible connection to the victim? No.
1: It's disappointing.
0: No. I mean, uh, well, other than Harold Bound and his connection with the He's, the the riding stables right right, right. Now, and well, maybe and maybe the teacher and maybe his... the teacher with the possible connection with the uh, nature center right but that that's a little more tenuous now w- there is one last suspect this is the most recent suspect and i find it to maybe be the most interesting when you say recent do you mean like in the 90s or? Uh, we found out about uh, this suspect in 2021. Oh, okay. okay. So Real recent. Very recent. Okay. Um, now, what happened is in 2019, an Ohio woman uh, came to police to tell them about her ex-boyfriend. She thought he may have been Amy's killer. Did she explain why? Well, I'm sure she did explain why to police. But we don't. And well, we know that. some of the reasons she thinks that. I, what I'd like to know is why she decided in 2019 that he might be the killer. Right. right. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not a reason for that. Maybe in 2019, she opened up a drawer and found some earrings. Maybe in 2019, she actually found out about this folder and said, hey, I saw that folder at my boyfriend's house. But being cynical, 20 maybe ago.
1: in 2019, she had a fight with her boyfriend. That's
0: possible. Caught him cheating. I don't know. That is possible too. But police di- police gave this information to the media, so it, it seems that they were interested in this man as a suspect. Okay. Now his name was not released. That's why I'm just saying the suspect in right. this particular case. Okay. Um, according to the girlfriend at the time of the abduction, she and her boyfriend lived about a mile and a half from the shopping center. Okay. Um. The night in question where Amy was abducted, she said that he did not come home that night. And how does she know that? I mean, like, how
1: does she know that it was that particular night that he didn't come home? Did she have an explanation for that? Yes.
0: Um, actually, that night he called her about 10 o'clock and said, Hey, have you seen this on the news about this girl that went missing named Amy Maholovic? So he actually mentioned her by name. He mentioned her by name. None well, now she says by name. He may have just said, Have you seen this missing girl on the news? Right. But he mentioned her specifically. That is interesting. Yes. Um, it's very interesting. Now, I would like to point out something else about this. And this is um, this is this is a bit of um well, it may be a little bit of a stretch on my part, but and she says he called her about 10 o'clock, right? Now, from everything I've read, uh, this became widely known by the public on the nightly news that night. Okay. All right. So, Ohio, that's the central time zone, right?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would say so.
0: Right. Yes. So, the news would come on at 10 o'clock in Ohio? Seems reasonable. So, Oh, it's possible that he couldn't have known about it yet. Right. I mean, maybe he was just watching the news exactly when it came on. I don't know. Maybe they mentioned it on the radio earlier. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to know a little more about the timeline
1: there, but yeah. it's, it's got to be close
0: either way. It has been. I've, I've actually tried to do you know a lot of research to find out exactly when when people start finding out about this but that's hard to find
1: i mean surely he would not yeah. be dumb enough to ask her hey have you seen this on the news about this girl when it had not been on the news yet i would hope no, that was that No
0: and, and now that i have to say that is not something i've read in any article either someone brought that point up but it's something that struck me about mm-hmm. about this suspect uh, there's plenty of other stuff about this suspect though um now um the, the girlfriend says that she does believe that she traveled with her boyfriend to Ashland County uh, on multiple times, and that she believes they did go down that particular road where Amy was found. Um, really? Yes. Uh, even more interesting about this is that on the day Amy's body was found... Police, um, or excuse me, the FBI actually uh, set up in the nearest intersection.
1: Okay,
0: and they wrote down the tag numbers of every car that went through that intersection. Um, you know, just to sort of see if anyone right, is course. you know returning to the scene, trying to see what's going on with the investigation. Uh, his car did go through that intersection that day. Really? Yes. So now, his life was that
1: there. a place that he routinely traveled through we don't know uh, have we heard anything from the guy
0: himself do we know no no he, we, we don't even know his name right, right? right. so so we, we don't know um, now I will say though if they lived there close to the Bay Village shopping center mm-hmm. that was an hour away yeah so yeah. if his car went through the, an hour away drove through the intersection it doesn't seem like somewhere he would drive through on a normal basis I, I can't say he didn't
1: yeah that's that's interesting
0: right it's hard Uh, to know exactly what to make of it but yeah also this was like county road something or another this was a rural road right so it doesn't seem like a road where a lot of people would just pass by right Uh, And i'm not saying they didn't but it it doesn't seem to be the case right um i'd really like to know his like his routine at the time yeah well, this is not information we have. As I said, we don't yeah. even know the guy's name. This is just some information that police gave to the media. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but there are also some very interesting things that this man said to police in interviews. Oh, so we have statements from Yes. Um, and it's it should be it should be noted he went in to speak to police willingly. Okay. Um, he was living out of his car at the time he was homeless okay so that would suggest to me a possible mental illness because a, a lot of homeless people do suffer from mental illness yeah there's definitely a correlation i'm not saying that it's always the case sometimes you have some you know some hard luck but most, yeah, there's a pretty high correlation. There's 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 a high correlation to mental illness with that. So let's let's remember this man could be suffering from some mental illness. I'm not liking where this is going. Well, I, I'm just that may explain some of his responses. Okay. Um, he did tell police that in 1989 and 1990 he was going through a dark period. He ex- he elaborate on that at all? He may have, but the police didn't give us that information. Okay. Now, there were some other um, questions that police asked him in the interview, maybe interrogation, whatever you want to call it, that he gave some strange answers to. Okay. Um, When asked if he ever called Amy prior to her abduction, he said, I could have, and it could have been a wrong number. I'd probably prefer a no to that question. I completely agree. I know it would make me feel better about this guy being innocent. Right. Um but how many um how many police interrogations have we watched? How and, many coerced confessions have we seen? Fair enough. Uh, when police just just badger someone about one thing saying, Are you absolutely sure yeah, that I mean, you never spoke to her on the phone? It could just how be an effort you know? not to lie to the cops. Yeah. Or- well, I mean, in case you know, they had
1: some piece of evidence that, that you're unaware of. Yeah. Because he's hedging
0: right there. He, he is. And, you know, when the cops push you and push you and push you to say yes, you know, especially someone who's suffering from mental illness may decide to just give in and, and say, well, maybe maybe I called the wrong number one day and spoke to her. Um, yeah, we have seen that. That's just true. And we, we but have, again, I would still be more comfortable with just no. I no. agree. And, and we have some more answers along these lines. Okay. Okay. Um, when asked if uh, Amy was ever in his car, he said, I don't believe so. And Excuse then, me? And then they asked again. He said, okay, but I don't know what the situation would have been. What situation would justify that girl being
1: in his car? How could that have ever happened and just slipped his mind? Like, you don't just trip and have a... 11-year-old girl landing in your car.
0: Well, the article doesn't give any explanation of this.
1: Again, a hard no is the proper answer to that question.
0: Well, um, I've thought about it, and I've thought of a possibility. Uh, now, this man actually um, had a niece that was in Amy's same grade at school, right? Okay. So, let's just, just spitballing here. Maybe he loaned his car to his brother, or sister, whoever. And they picked up their daughter at school and gave Amy a ride. I mean, I guess it's plausible. I I'm just trying to come up with like something. I I don't, I don't know why he would have I mean, said that. It's it's really suspicious that he said that. I mean, just uh, but but again, maybe police badgered him into some sort of you know saying something. I don't know. I I'm not. I'm not trying to say police were badgering this guy in interrogation. I don't know. I just I, mean, I don't know why he would say
2: these.
1: things. I say the proper answer is no. I mean, for future reference, the proper answer is
0: you don't talk to the cops. Period. Get a lawyer. Yeah, Free I mean, advice. Don't take a polygraph. Ever. How many times have we said that on this podcast?
1: Well, they're garbage. They are useless yeah. analytical tools.
0: They will only be used against you. The, the, your, your polygraph results. No, will there is never no good result never be used in your favor ever so like if, if
1: if they suspect you already nothing that polygraph does is going to is going to dissuade them it can only make them suspect you more yeah very true Look, and the research on them as we've discussed a billion times like they they're they're not even as, like they're little better than a coin flip they're practically a coin flip
0: but again We got a little off. We got a little off subject. That's okay, though. That's okay. Um, There there is another statement this man made in that article. Lovely. Um, When asked if it was possible that his DNA would be on a curtain found near Amy's body, he said, I didn't put it there. (laughs) And that asked if his DNA would be on Amy's body, and he said, If somebody planted it on her.
1: Does the word no not exist in this man's vocabulary?
0: I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's very. The guy is intriguing to me as a suspect. Can I just say that? I mean, I think that's fair. These are some strange answers. Now, I, I can't say that when when giving this information to the media, police didn't sort of twist it one way or another to make it seem like he's a better suspect. I mean, this is an unnamed suspect. I, when I read about it, I thought, hey, this guy's really strong, and then I realized they've known about this since 2019. Seems um, like they probably would have acted if it you, was... You'd think there would have been an arrest at this point if if there is good evidence. Maybe there's not good evidence. I don't know. I don't know why they gave the information to the public. Maybe they just felt like they needed to give an update. You know? Fair. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's something, and that's a that's a new suspect. You know, less than a year ago, that we found out about.
1: I mean, it's encouraging that they're still because I mean, they found the what the the dog hair recently too. Well, right? they found it's the dog example. hair
0: in 2016, and then just a few months ago, they announced that they found Amy's hair on. the Well, that's the somewhat blanket.
1: encouraging then that they're still finding things after all this time. Um, yeah,
0: you're having breakthroughs. I'm, you know. That this this recently? I mean, we're we're talking more than thirty years later. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, and this suspect, while there's no
1: direct connection, I mean, you, you got to admit when you combine the girlfriend's testimony to his bizarre answers to those simple questions.
0: I think the most interesting uh, piece of evidence against him is going through that intersection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- that's one that I'd like some more context on. I thought, again, I'd like to know if he drove through that area frequently.
0: Mm. Uh, th- there was one other piece of, uh, of information in that article. I, I will mention, though, I'm not sure how, how strongly I feel about it. Um, they said that um, the car that he was driving at the time, there were fibers found on Amy's body that would be consistent with the uh, upholstery of the car. Again, fiber analysis is fiber again, analysis sketchy. And I mean, you're going by, you know, like the color of it. I maybe. mean, the FBI Even has maybe. had
1: numerous cases t- overturned due to faulty uh, fiber analysis. Like that, that term, like those words consistent with, they do a lot of the heavy lifting in, the, in that They in that they, they, do. they do.
0: They do. So I I can't say anything about that. Neither, neither here nor there on that one. But it was in the article. I may as well mention it. Yeah, fair. fair. Um, I think he's, I think he may be a strong suspect. I I mean. We, Compared we to the other suspects. I, I'm not sure which suspect I lean the most toward. Honestly, um, I lean the most toward Harold Bound, I think.
1: Give me a brief overview. Of he he was the they? man
0: that lived at the the farm. Okay, okay. Right now, uh, I'm not trying. Obviously, I'm not trying to incriminate Mr. Bound, but he th- there's a real connection there. We know right. there is a connection Something, to Amy. Yeah, yeah. That and he was the only one that had a yeah, tangible connection. right? The only one. Okay. He knew Amy. He knew her mom. I mean, we, we don't know if he spoke to them personally. He knew who they were. They came riding there. Uh, there's a real connection. Um, close to their home. Yeah, it would it would be easy for him to go drive by the house from there. Um, there were actually train tracks that ran behind their home that that ran behind the farm as well. So okay, yeah. Um, just I mean there there's a lot there to connect it. Um, I thought Runkle was interesting as well. Runkle Runkle is very interesting. Uh, I mean, he definitely seems to like to be around children. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah, you know what? But, though I mean that that is not wrong in and of itself. No, oh. no, of um, course not. Because some people like like yeah. I would say most teachers you have to enjoy being around kids, right? Right. To be a good so, educator, of course you have to. Yeah. Um, but you do have that possible connection with the nature center. Um, he does. He he looks a lot like a composite drawing, but again, we're we're talking about a composite drawing from, you know, some some eleven year old kids. Right. Right. Um. And I'm not saying that eleven year kids can't give a good description, but you know, how much attention did they actually pay to it? Did they think this was a big deal at the time? You know, like if, if you just notice Amy walking off with this guy, uh, one of one of her friends that saw it actually said she assumed it was Amy's dad, you know? So <laughs> She probably wasn't panicked about it at the time, right? Yeah, she probably wasn't paying a lot of attention. Well, I mean, at the
1: time. when you see that your friend isn't concerned, why would you be? Exactly, right? Um, it's not so, like she was screaming, "Help
0: me!" at the time. So we can't even say how accurate these composite drawings are.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm curious. Uh, with Runkle, you said that there were. Uh, your understanding is that there were maybe some allegations that he had, uh, inappropriately touched. Yes, I now, do have. Has he ever been charged with anything? No.
0: That's important to me, particularly when talking about the guy. Yeah, right? found no charges of that. you well, we should probably stress no, that then. No, there's no criminal uh, record of any of that. Okay, so um, we do have the one allegation that I found. Uh, I found an article on, but uh, and it just sort of sort of mentioned it. It didn't go into detail about the student. Was it public or anonymous? Um, I there there was no name given in the article I read. Hmm. Now that doesn't mean that of course not that we yeah. don't have a name, but just a lot of times these articles don't mention uh, the accuser by name. I just I like to
1: be very careful about accusing people of things when there's
0: you know yeah when there's no, not no, a lot I, of evidence. For I, I completely understand. And like if there were you know if there were you know five or ten news articles about this, I'd be you know a yeah. little more ready to yeah and to multiple say that. victims. But you have to understand, especially in today's uh, media atmosphere. Um, they will report on rumors sometimes. Yeah. It's you know? unfortunate. And so yeah. it was with, with like two articles I found, it's, it's hard for me to say that. Um, but there were a lot more articles saying that students could tie him to the nature center though. So that's, okay. that's something I'm, I'm much more willing to, uh, to go out on a limb on and say that he, he probably did have a connection to that nature center. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Runkle and, um, and Bound are two strong ones. Um, yeah, but I think I, of all of them, it seems to me, uh, of course, not everything
1: I know about it, I just learned from you, but Bound was probably the most intriguing of the suspects you discussed.
0: Yeah, um, I, I won't say Stanton isn't intriguing just because he he did seem to be operating this way, um, yeah, okay. sort of, yeah, already, but we don't have a connection to Amy other than the fact that he was in the same state. Yeah, it's and I, I, I don't want to chase that down like, like we used to tie people to Israel Keys, right? right. Because, uh, I mean, we, like, a lot of people have tied people to Israel Keys because he, he appeared to possibly be in the state at the time, right? But, yeah. Um, but it, it's hard to say that on this, but he he's intriguing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think that this new unnamed suspect, there's a lot of hope there, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that does seem promising, particularly if the
1: girlfriend's recollection is correct. Yeah, but how many and she's times? Telling the truth.
0: How many times do do in these uh, in these types of cases do police give us information about a suspect and it never comes to anything? Uh, you know, the overwhelming majority of the yeah, times. Yeah, because I know police; they're always under immense pressure to solve these these big name cases. Yeah, they've been unsolved for so long, and they always keep details back that we don't even know about. No, they do. They do. And, Which is yeah, understandable. Yeah. It's really. understandable, and we don't know. We don't know what they have that we don't know. We don't know. So is that the uh, last of the suspect pool? Uh, that there, there were there are several other suspects we could mention. These are these are the ones I felt like were the strongest. Other than the the false confession, which I just wanted to mention because anyone that goes in the middle of a church and says right, yeah, you know, that's crazy. But other than that, these were I felt like the strongest suspects.
1: I'm guessing there were more the internet suspects. Oh, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Yeah. That we probably wanted this episode to end at some point this year. Yeah. So, so. so yeah,
0: we we didn't want to keep going into them. I mean, I could have gone with the other ten guys, you know, if I if we wanted to. But God, we I don't think there's any point in most of them. Yeah. You know. Um. But you could you could go on Reddit and read about a bunch of them if you want. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Fact and Suspicion. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. If you have any feedback for us, or if you have a case you'd like to suggest for us to cover, we'd love for you to reach out to us through email at factandsuspicion
2: at gmail.com or through Twitter at ansuspicion.